Hey there, Greg here. Before we get started with this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that my buddy Jordan and I are starting a six-week training for men to learn the skills and strategies that you need in order to be a part of a team of men who have your back. It's coming up here starting on May 23rd. Registration is open and the the program is already filling up. So if you're interested in checking it out, if you're in the Seattle area, this one is in person, please check out at my website and look for the Seattle Men's Circle six-week program. I'd be super excited to have you in it. Let me know if you have any questions. Otherwise, enjoy today's episode. Hi there, I'm Greg Flynn, and this is The Bind, a podcast for men and the people that love them. It's all about helping men untangle the beliefs and behaviors that keep us stuck, stressed, and in shame. We can't do this alone, guys. Thanks for joining me. Let's dive in. be honest, I was not excited about recording the thing that I had in mind to record. And so I started recording something different. And as I got about 10 minutes into recording that, I stopped being excited about that and was like, what the hell is going on here? And realized that what the hell was going on here was I wanted to do something different. Like, you know, I'm starting to notice a desire to kind of mix it up a little bit with this, this little project. And that's, you know, that's not an unusual thing for me, really. I'm not somebody who necessarily has had an attention span (laughs) for long-term things. And it's, it's, it, it can be kind of crazy making. I think, I think it's kind of crazy making for my wife. I'll get excited about something and then, you know, it'll just kind of disappear, you know, and like something else will come along or anyways, it's probably part of why my career has looked the way it has. It's probably part of why my bookshelves look the way they do. I, I, yeah, I tend to want to do all kinds of different things. And, and so I was like, I want to do something different. So I stopped recording and I sat here and stared off in the space for a little bit. There's this. So, okay. So one thing I did say in that earlier recording that I'll say again is I want to throw a bit of a shout out here to the Seattle public library because I'm recording at the Seattle public library and outside the window of this room that I'm in, I'm in this little study room. Seattle Public Library has most of their campuses, most campuses branches have study rooms in them, as I think a lot of libraries do. And you can rent them for free, which is fantastic. And not even rent them, you just reserve them. They don't cost anything. And so sometimes I record here. And today I'm recording here. I'm grateful for the Seattle Public Library for making that possible. And out the window of this room I'm in, there's like across the the library here a bit, there's a beautiful tree right outside and it's got all kinds of sunlight on it and it's beautiful. And I kind of looked at that tree for a while and I was like, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? 
And by the way, it's like, you know what? I'm going to write down some questions. And I wrote down a, a handful of questions on some index cards. And I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to ask these questions and I'm going to answer them, but I'm also asking them for you, the listener. And I want you to, uh, you can take note of my answers, but I want you to take the questions too. Let me give you an opportunity to, to take these questions and see what comes alive for you when you respond to them. So we can be in this together and you can let me know what comes up for you when you, so I'm just, as I'm talking here, doing this little intro, I'm kind of delaying because what I'm doing is I'm shuffling these cards so that I can just kind of randomly pick a question to respond to. And uh, some of these questions feel kind of edgy for me. I don't know why I wrote them down. I don't have to answer them, I suppose, but I'm going to do them all. There's how many cards are there here? One, two, three. This is great radio, right? Four, five, six, seven, eight. I guess there's eight questions. So I'm going to do all eight of these. I'm committing to that. And then we can, you can answer them too. All right. And I'll read them out loud again when we get to the end. So you can just have them, but I'm going to answer them. I don't know how interesting this, these answers will be for you, but maybe a little bit interesting as you get to know the voice on this side of the microphone. All right. This is the order that they're in. So here's the first question. Here we go. What's moving your heart or spirit? What's moving your heart or spirit? I would just add to that like right now, maybe. I'm just even going to write that down here. What's moving your heart or spirit right now? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think part of what actually instigated me writing down these questions was listening to this episode of a podcast where Rick Rubin is in conversation. Rick Rubin being a, a very prolific, wonderful, amazing music producer is in conversation with Adam Cohen, who is Leonard Cohen's son. They're talking about Leonard Cohen's music and the, the, the conversation took place a f- 2019 or so. So about three years after Leonard Cohen had passed away and they had just released a new album where Adam Cohen had taken some recordings of his father and made a new album, put them to music, essentially kind of creating from whole cloth, this brand new Leonard Cohen album, which was kind of amazing at the time, still an amazing album. And, and um, they were playing some, they were playing some of it. The, uh, on the, on the podcast, they played a couple, you know, some tracks from the album. And I found myself really being stirred by, you know, hearing Leonard's voice, which I had the privilege of hearing live twice. Once shortly after moving to Seattle, I moved here and got the chance to see him. And then in 2012, my wife got us tickets to see him again, and she actually wasn't able to make that show. But both of those experiences were just amazing. And whenever I hear his music, I feel this incredible pull and stirring in my heart and my spirit. Yeah, I feel this incredible stirring in my heart and in my spirit. The music of Leonard Cohen just uh, speaks to a depth that is way deeper than almost any other musical artist. He was such a poet 
And so the answer to the question, what's moving my heart and spirit right now, is that it's Leonard and Leonard's ability to uh, speak to a, a, a truth that lives in me. You know, it's, and it's part of it. It's part of, I think, part of it is my own tuning into my own emotionality, right? And getting, getting familiar with what moves my heart and actually feeling it, which is something that I wasn't able to do for so much of my life. So yeah, I'm grateful for that. Grateful for him. All right. So the second question, wow, this is funny. It's like related in some ways. The second question was actually the first question I wrote down, but is is what brings you joy? I'm going to add once again, right now to this, what brings you joy right now? Hmm. What brings me joy right now? I, I think this season I've been noticing the thing that's been bringing me joy. I feel like I've mentioned it here on the podcast before is this year, the cherry blossoms. And I'm actually going to expand that to all of the flowering trees. And I don't really, I don't know anything about trees and I need, I should learn. I need to find somebody who can really just like help me understand, but I'm pretty sure apple trees must be flowering because there is a tree in our neighbor's yard that hangs over my yard that drops apples in my yard for the squirrels to eat and uh, must flower. I mean, it flowers because it's full of flowers and, and it has been stopping me in my tracks almost every time I go outside for the last couple of weeks. And you know, I'm, I'm mentioning this tree that I'm looking at. It doesn't have flowers on it, but boy, is it alive. And so there's something about the trees and the flowers in the trees this season that's been bringing me joy, even on gray days, I've been really struck by how even on the grayest of days in this season, this, this winter springtime, the flowers that are out have, it's almost like they have their own light and they pull kind of a, a, a kind of joy out of me. That's what's bringing me joy. God, I can't wait to hear your answers to these questions. Here's a good one. Who helped shape you that maybe didn't know it? Who helped shape you? So many people helped shape me and I have no idea. I, I can go back. I can go back. Ooh, so the first name that came to mind, I'm just going to name is somebody who I think he, he has no idea how his, what he did actually set me on a certain course as a guy named Bill. I won't use his last name. His, his brother is actually a relatively famous musician. Uh, Bill, I met Bill when I was, a uh, when I first moved to Ashland, Oregon at the age of 18 years old to start college at Southern Oregon State College, which is now Southern Oregon University. And Bill was, um, he's a musician and he was, you know, taught music. And I had just learned, I was just learning how to play the bass guitar when I was in high school. And I wanted to continue learning the bass. And so when I first got to Ashland, even though I was going to be a theater major, I went there to be, to study theater 
mostly technical theater, I sought out a bass teacher and I found Bill who actually was a guitar player, but his brother was a bass player and he could play bass and he was a jazz guitar player. And so I started taking lessons with him right away, pretty much right away. And so it's probably like September of 1991. And by the end of that quarter, I think we were on the quarter system. I, it became clear that if I was going to be able to actually ever graduate from college, I was going to need to focus on my major and not do the music lessons. It was like superfluous. It was, you know, and so I called him. I, I remember standing in my dorm room and calling him and saying, hey, Bill, um, I, I need to stop the bass lessons because I've got to focus on college. I've got to focus on my schooling. Bill said to me, Greg, you know, it's always the most talented ones who, who walk away. And I, and it hit me so hard. And what's so interesting that I had no idea about was how hungry I was for an older man. I have no idea how old he was. This was 30 years ago. And maybe he was in his forties. He could have been in his fifties. I doubt it. He looked older. He had white hair. He looked older, but he was also kind of a grizzled dude. So it's, I don't really know how old he was. But he was old enough that I saw him, at least in my body, I could feel him as, as like a father figure. And that move had a huge impact on me. I changed my major. I went from being a theater major to being undeclared. I'd stopped taking the theater classes. I kept taking the bass lessons. I focused on that. I started taking some music classes, some of which I actually failed. And shortly after that, I dropped out of school and started this path of like trying to become a musician. And maybe someday I can tell the story about all of that and go into the details of it later. But the, the ultimate end result is, and I don't know, maybe dropping out of school was what would have happened anyways. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy in school. I don't think I should have gone to school. I don't think going to college was the right move for me at that age. I don't think anybody in my family was ready to say that, but that shaped the hell out of me. I, I saw Bill a few times after that, after moving out of, out of uh, Ashland to Portland. But I don't think I ever talked to him about this. Yeah. There's so many others, uh, but that's the one I'm going to use for now. Yeah. So next question. What's something you're super proud of? Oh, man. There's actually a few things these days. You know, honestly, something I'm proud of is this the group that I've been running for the last three plus years. And I'm not proud of it in the sense of like, look what I did. I'm proud of it in the sense of look what I got to be a part of. Look what I get to be a part of. I, uh, I didn't know what was coming together when I created that group or called that group in when I put up that initial drop-in Evite or yeah, Eventbrite thing at the beginning of the pandemic, I had no idea. And that group, the way it's unfolded has been remarkable to me. And to see it continuing and not just continuing, but growing. And I'll name that right now. If you're interested in checking it out, I would be open to adding another guy. So would the group. We've got a short window here where it's possible to do it now, and otherwise it's going to have to wait a while. So 
if you're listening sometime at the beginning of May of 2023, if you're hearing this and you want to reach out or have a guy in your life that wants to reach out, let's do it. Otherwise, it's going to probably be at the end, probably be the, the beginning of the fall before it's available again. But that group has changed my life and I think it's changed the guy's life. And there's been a, a bunch of guys have come through that group over the span of the three years. And it's been impactful for everybody, I think. And and so I'm I'm proud of that. I'm proud of getting to be a part of that. I'm proud of the guys. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of what we've done together. We had a retreat um, a little bit more than a month ago here in Washington. A couple of guys flew from out of state to join it. And it was beautiful. It was one of the most beautiful weekends I've had in many, many years. So yeah. And I'm excited for more. We keep meeting. We keep growing. It's wonderful. All right. So this one is spont- is uh, inspired by a question that I was asked yesterday when I was interviewed for another podcast that uh, will be out soon. I'll let you know when that happens. It's called, uh, the, so the, the question is called, the question is called, the question is, how are you caring for yourself? How are you caring for yourself? This is a, this is a, feels like a tricky one. And and today was a day like where I'm like, ugh, uh, not well at all, honestly, but there are ways that I'm caring for myself. Uh, one of those ways is my sleep hygiene. My sleep hygiene is super duper important to me. And I am, so I am every night at about 845, I step away. My wife and I are watching a show, which we'll often do in the evening. I'll step away and get myself ready for bed, you know, do all those things and then go and meditate for a little bit and stretch and then read for 15 or 20 minutes and then go to bed. It's a routine that has actually been really uh, important for me and it's helping me have more energy. It's helping me focus more and, and, you know, have what I need to put into my work, um, and into my life basically. And, um, yeah, but I need to do more, you know, I've been trying to do more movement and I've been trying to eat better and I need, I'd like to focus on those things more. I, yeah, I find myself, um, struggling in a little bit, to be honest. Um, and part of that has to do with just kind of some of the circumstances of our lives. And part of that is just breaking some habits, you know, I got to break some habits in myself. So yeah, I want to invite in some more self-care. It's important. All right. Got a few more here. What do you want to do that maybe you shouldn't? (laughs) Why I wrote down that question. What do you want to do that maybe you shouldn't? Hmm. What do I want to do that maybe I shouldn't? I think the answer to this maybe is related to the last question around self-care. I think, you know, there's a part of me that wants to, we, we went to, to visit some family up in Vancouver this past weekend. And my wife's, my wife's cousin took us to a coffee shop that has like 30 different kinds of Nanaimo bars. If you know what a Nanaimo bar is, there's this little sweet thing. And we bought some to bring home because we're fans of Nanaimo bars. And there are currently like five Nanaimo bars in my refrigerator. We brought home six. 
what I want to do is eat them. (laughs) I want to consume them and I shouldn't do that. I know I shouldn't do that. Now, what's interesting is the way I ask this question, because I'm not a huge fan of the word shouldn't because should is a shaming word and it implies like some kind of moral order to the world. What I will say is the reason I shouldn't eat those five Nanaimo bars is because I know the after effects of those of eating those five Nanaimo bars is I am done for the day. I'm wiped out. I am going to nap. I am probably going to screw up my sleep hygiene tonight. It will actually mess with my sleep. And then tomorrow is going to be a problem and it will cascade and it will kind of make the rest of the week not great. So in that, in that way, I shouldn't do it. But what I want to name is I'm not a big fan of shaming words <laughs> and shouldn't is a shaming word. Okay. Penultimate question. What's a piece of wisdom you're carrying that maybe you need to apply? <laughs> yes. Piece of wisdom you are carrying that maybe you need to apply. There is a quote from Richard Bach's book, Illusions, that I have I have cited on probably thousands of times since I first read that book in 1991 or something. And the quote is something along the lines of, argue for your own inabilities and sure enough, they are yours. Argue for your own inabilities and sure enough, they are yours. And I know that there are all kinds of stories in here and I'm pointing at my body that say, I can't, I can't do that. That's not for me. I'm not good enough. I don't know how. I know that there's all kinds of those. And what that quote says to me is, when you say I can't often enough, you will believe it. It will become true. And the reality is something different. Now, the reality isn't necessarily like, oh, I can become president or I can become a surgeon. I'm 50 years old. I'm not going to become a surgeon. I'm not going to be president of the United States. That's not going to happen. But can I write the thing that my heart longs for? Can I make the program? Can I sell the coaching services? Can I create the the training? Whatever it is. If I If I don't believe it, if I say no, you know, if there's some part of me that says no, then yeah, it's true. So I think that's a, that's a piece of wisdom that I'm carrying that I maybe could apply in my life. Ah, speak of the devil. Last question. What's something you're avoiding that you'd like to, well, stop avoiding? That's how I wrote it. (laughs) What's something you're avoiding that you'd like to, well, stop avoiding? It's writing. It's writing for me. I have been thinking for a little while now that I want to get back into some more long form writing, both for newsletter purposes and for just kind of getting out the point of view that lives in this noggin and sharing it with the world. And I've been avoiding the hell out of it. Lots of excuses, I think. Lots of arguing for my own inabilities. But uh, that's something that I would like to stop avoiding. I would like to be doing more of. And I can feel in myself the discomfort of naming that because it means that there's some part of me that needs to start doing that. So there we go. So there's those eight questions. If you're still listening, thank you. I I appreciate you. And would love to hear how any of that landed for you. 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to read these questions back. You can then take them into your own life, maybe into your own journaling. So here we go. What's moving your heart and or spirit right now? What brings you joy right now? Who helped shape you that maybe doesn't know it? What's something you're super proud of? How are you caring for yourself? What do you want to do that maybe you shouldn't? With a little asterisk on shouldn't around the shaming aspect. What's a piece of wisdom you're carrying that maybe you need to apply? And what's something you're avoiding that you'd like to, well, stop avoiding? So there you have it. Eight questions. Pick one and, and answer it and send me the response. Or don't. But if you do that, it would be great. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear what these stir in you and maybe what they shake loose. Okay, a couple things. On Tuesday, the 23rd of May, here in Seattle, this is an in-person thing, Jordan and I are starting a six-week training. It's a cohort-based training for guys who are interested in deepening their experience in the work that we've been doing. And that program is, uh, is available to register for. So there's a link in the show notes, go check it out, share it with friends. Um, there's only 10, 10 spots and some of them have already been taken. So you're going to want to move on that quick. Um, also as always, if you're interested in considering a group, but not quite sure if you're ready, step zero is for you. Go to my website and there's click on the link for step zero and check it out. It's a free email program. And, you know, the usual end of podcast things. If you are uh, enjoying this, a review helps. It helps get it into the algorithm and discoverable and all of that. So I would really appreciate that. Always feel free to email me, greg at gregorybflynn.com, and let me know how this lands for you, what's going on for you. I'm looking forward to some episodes coming up with some, some of the guests that are coming. And... Uh, deep appreciation for you for listening. So thank you. And let me know how I can help what you might need from me. And I'll look forward to connecting soon. Bye. Bye.